0: Welcome to Radio 5G with Michael Henry Dunn, Nancy Hopkins, and Friends, a Cosmic Reality Radio production.
1: When all the broken-hearted people
0: living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though they may be pardoned. There is still a chance that they will see There will be an answer Let it be oh, Let it be And hello there, we are live Yeah, hello there,
1: everybody Welcome to Radio 5G This is Michael Henry Dunn And that was the voice of uh, Nancy Hopkins Hey, morning Nancy, how you doing? Doing very well, yourself? Uh, I'm good, yeah, yeah, Uh, up here in the Mystic Valley, in Crestone, Colorado, and uh, so much going on here, and I was talking to you just a couple of minutes ago, you know, we just have a brief pre-show chat, and we've got a really cool audio to share with you from uh, Judy Mikovits, and and Nancy, uh, you let me know that, you know, Judy is so credible, and so Um, Deep in her background that sometimes just the bleak reality of what we're all seeing, what we're all going through can be kind of discouraging. But you tell me this one uh, has actually got some good news. Is that right?
0: Yes, very much so. Now, for those that don't know, um, the doctor was working with Fauci back (laughs) decades ago in um, the uh, HIV AIDS situation. And the amazing thing about it is that she survived it because they just took her apart? Um, she lost all sorts of things, including her position. But she has such a vast, vast experience in this field, pro- probably more than anybody I've heard yet. So she's coming from a from a position of you know decades of working in this in this area and seeing the pitfalls, you know, what what you know the dark side of it. So. Um, yes, she's excellent.
1: All right. Well, so this is about an hour long, right? We're yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, an
1: hour. Okay, so we'll just roll right on into it and have a song at the break afterwards and then uh, dive in and explore with so, you and everybody else. On we go.
0: Sounds reasonable. Here we go. All right. Okay, you can uh, <clears throat> find this particular video on Rumble, <clears throat> but it's basically available on Stu Peters TV. at StuPeters.TV, StuPeters.TV. The name of it is Dr. Judy Mekovitz. Mikovits. Exclusive Fauci, COVID, vaccine injections, 5G, and defeating the virus from July 14th.
2: Hello, welcome in. My name is Stu Peters. It is the 14th of July, 2021. And once again, Jack Dorsey has suspended me over at Twitter. His communist platform designed for the globalists to continue to spread propaganda and lies in an attempt to finish the Marxist coup, the complete takeover, to kill you, they want you dead and they want your kids' blood. That is the truth. Those are the facts. And the reason why this platform continues to thrive and grow is not because I am 100% dedicated in my faith. It's not because I'm 100% dedicated to the well-being of our constitutional republic. It is not because I'm a patriot and an American who has decided to fight for this country. It is not because I vet information, go to credible sources, go to the experts, the doctors, and then bring them on this program to talk to you. It is not because I'm in an echo chamber up here on this pedestal broadcasting live from Minneapolis every day to bring you that truth. Those aren't the reasons why this thing is growing and exponentially saving lives. The reason for that is because of you your service, and what you do with the information that we provide, the fact that you screen record it and share it, that you throw it up on TikTok, that you do duets, that you go to Twitter with it, Gab, Facebook, Telegram, all over the place where you rip off, I don't care, call it theft, If you, I, I will never call it theft, you take this information, you bootleg it, screen record it, share it, I don't care how you get the word out, just do it, but it's because of you and those efforts, don't you ever forget, what an integral important role you serve in saving Americans. You are 100% responsible for saving lives. And those are the conversations that I will not stop having. Those are the conversations that I will not stop having. And it's so important that we have those conversations with the brains, with these people that truly understand the science behind say viruses, how they work, where they live, how they kill people, if they will. Is there an imminent threat? How to treat it, defeat it, kill it, and ultimately annihilate that threat from impacting you, your family, your loved ones, most importantly, your kids. That is why we are here. These are the real questions that you and I have. These are the questions that we seek answers to every day. We aren't scientists. We truly can't understand all of this stuff. It's really easy to get confused about a lot of these things when it comes to COVID-19, Delta variants, vaccines, inoculations, poison, graphene oxide, 5G, hooking up to the grid, how it all works. And that's why Judy Mikovits is here. Dr. Judy Mikovits is standing by. And before we get to her, I want you to know that Dr. Mikovits earned her B.A. in chemistry from the University of Virginia in 1980 a phd in biochemistry and molecular biology from george washington university in 1992 in her 40-year quest to understand the causes prevent and treat chronic diseases she has authored seminal papers culminating at least a decade of research in each of four fields immunology natural products chemistry epigenetics and hiv aids drug development i said hiv aids drug development because i want you to know that she knows tony fauci she knows tony fauci personally She knows what he's up to. She has knowledge that nobody else has, and that is why she's here. Many of the scientists and doctors opining on our current state of healthcare affairs, the ones that you see on the cable news outlets, the ones that you see on the major broadcast networks, the ones that you hear on the radio, the ones that you see on podcasts, even similar to this, studied the findings of Dr. Judy Mikovits to come to their conclusions. In 2006, Dr. Mikovits co-founded and developed the first Neuroimmune Institute, based on a systems biology approach. This led, this led to the landmark 2009 publication in Science of the Isolation and Characterization of a New Family of Human Disease Associated Retroviruses. Dr. Mikeovitz has co-authored more than 50, that's five zero, peer-reviewed publications and book chapters. She holds patent of combination therapy for prostate cancer using botanical compositions and chemotherapy. Dr. Mikovits is a New York Times best-selling author of the book Plague of Corruption, Plague and the Case Against the Masks and Ending Plague. That is the most important thing, the end. We will ask her today, how do we stop this? Can we stop this? Can the inoculated have an opportunity at a second chance if they're having jabber's remorse? What about this shedding, this transmission? Are you affected permanently if you are not jabbed and you're around those who have succumbed to the peer pressure or to the PSYOP or to the propaganda and they have gone and rolled up their sleeves? Can you be around them? Dr. Judy Mikovits's heart and passion is to the focus on natural products, chemistry and plant-based drug therapies. We will ask her about those. Her current focus is on medical cannabis with breakthroughs in understanding of the pathophysiology of neuroimmune autoimmune diseases and cancer as acquired endocannabinoid immune dysfunction. Dr. Maikovitz, thank you so much for making the time for us today. We really do appreciate it.
3: Well, great job, Stu, and I appreciate your patience and postponing a few days. Um, We actually were finishing, and I literally finished it. Six in the morning, the final edits of that last book, Ending Plague, because it talks about our 40 year experience and how we never have to go through another one of these pandemics because all the botanicals, all the plant treatments, the cannabis, the type one interferons, the natural therapies that combined with can't you know, even pharmaceutical drugs, low dose can heal all of this. And and I, I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about those solutions.
2: Well, today. those writings are certainly more important than this program. So I want you to focus all of your attention there. Uh, I got it done. <laughs> and we're just happy to have you. So first, I want to address COVID-19. Then we'll get into these injections and other treatments. So we'll kind of segment our talk chronologically and break it all down. I want to really understand as much as I can, and hopefully all of the viewers and listeners at the end of today's talk will understand a whole lot more of what it is that's really going on. So let's start with this. How did COVID-19 get here, and what is it, really?
3: Well, COVID-19 the, the it, it is not a virus. It's a disease. That's what COVID-19 means. The, um, the authorities... Um, rapidly assigned SARS-COV2 that non-novel, it's not a novel coronavirus. And this is all the work of Dr. David Martin um, and, um, and, and, and and just the phylogenetics of the viruses. The reason they call it SARS coronavirus 2COV2 um, is because, it's highly 97% similar to the severe acute respiratory syndrome virus that also was actually um, manufactured or created in laboratories back in 2002 and three. So this is not a novel virus. And it it got here, um, plain and simply, um, through laboratory sharing of infected monkey cell lines. It's also not a human virus. That means it's never been isolated from humans with the disease and characterized. That's that's why I left that in my in my um, CV in my in my resume because you have to isolate the virus from people with the disease. Everyone with the disease, COVID had to have evidence of SARS-CoV-2 isolated, uh, sequenced at least a few sequences, and, and shown to be transmittable to other humans. And those other humans get those, that disease called COVID. And that's not happened. COVID is actually not a disease at all. It's a collection of symptoms um, that a number of environmental toxins and viruses like influenza can cause. So what COVID-19 actually was, was a severe strain of influenza. Now, there were probably coronaviruses involved because every single flu shot Every single attenuated viral vaccine carries animal coronaviruses that are then injected, inoculated. Um, so this is not infection by spreading the way we've been lied to. It's infection by injection.
2: So the shots being called vaccines, if I'm hearing you right, are the reason for the real spread of this, these symptoms.
3: Correct. The flu vaccines in the beginning, and we were reporting in the beginning a paper that came out by a, a, a researcher named Greg Wolf. It was a large, what's called a meta-analysis across thousands of people in the military, who we all know are heavily vaccinated and required to get flu vaccines every year. And so, those what it showed that January of 2020 paper showed that if you got a flu vaccine, you were 36 percent more likely to get a diagnosis of COVID and show evidence of a coronavirus. But again, it, that, you know, show me that virus was not, was SARS-CoV-2, because those na- those those studies have never proven that. Every time they say they isolated the virus, it was from a laboratory cell line, that was that Vero, that monkey kidney cell line that contains many viruses, many bat viruses. And this is what, why, um, you know, I can speak with authority because I did those cultures with bat tissues in the 90s at Fort Detrick with various strains of Ebola and tried to identify at a molecular level, that's my degree, after I got the PhD in '92, define at the molecular level the, the the disease-causing strains versus the non-disease-causing strains, and those were the ones that created that inflammatory cytokine storm. And you can and you can show now they're calling them variants, not strains, but there are dozens of variants. So yes, the thing that things that are in this case of the flu vaccines, those vaccines are spreading and shedding, um, attenuated. They're weakened viruses, but if you have a weakened immune system, you will spread that weakened virus. And the sick, it can, what we call, recombine. It can go back and become a deadlier virus by combining with other viruses in that in that preparation and there are many other viruses even your own viruses that are activated because you're sick and you've turned on the flame the inflammatory cytokine storm
2: and we're going to get to these shots this inoculation that's being called vaccines Coming up in a few minutes, going back to the original, remember back in January when it was all over our legacy news, so-called state-controlled media is what they are, they're propagandists, that this thing was breaking out in China. It was going into Europe. It was starting to spread. Uh, The panic started to be instilled. I immediately pointed it out. I said, they're going to politicize the heck out of this thing with the upcoming elections. There's no question about it. Nancy Pelosi is going to run with this. It was proven to be true. Uh, Anthony Fauci immediately began opining on this stuff. And if you remember uh, the way the chronological events is that, you know, he was warning people originally saying, Hey, we don't need to wear masks. He has since gone full blown mask on this thing. I think he's wearing five or 6,000 of them on his lying face right now. Um, But the speculation that this came out of this Wuhan lab that Fauci invested in um, that he invested taxpayer dollars in the NIH funds, this lab, we were called tinfoil hats. That is now proven true. What hand being that you have, interactions with this man i mean throughout your professional career you have had dealings with anthony fauci whether personal or not i'm not quite sure but you were deeply involved with the hiv aids deal so can you unequivocally say that fauci is behind this covid 19 fear control of virus?
3: yes i can and i've supported that with data in in you know across all all of our books and and our book ending plague which should come out in a month or so um, will will provide even more evidence that it goes all the way back to the AIDS epidemic and when he first took control of the NIAID in 1984.
2: So he thought this up or stole it or hijacked it, and he's like a kid on the playground with a squirt gun, ineffective albeit, running around intentionally trying to get people infected.
3: Uh, correct. And remember, it's not an it there are dozens of variants in those cell lines. There are dozens of variants, there are dozens of viruses um, in every flu shot and and, um, sequences, so it's easy for them to recombine. So it's not an it, and yes, all of the data, he's been doing this. This is the all-important Fauci dossier um, that David Martin compiled um, and released. You, um, I can send you a copy of it for the notes of this show. Um, but it's very important. He's been doing this since at least the early 2000s, planning step-by-step. Remember I said SARS and MERS, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome Virus. These were also lab- evolved if you will not lab created you know but we were told it came from a seafood market in um in china um i'm just not sure how bats get into seafood markets but just the same um these you know these these viruses spread um they must live in a living host and and these are cell lines the the manufacturing facilities the manufacturing plants is uh you know plants as in it, um, the, like a manufacturing plant, and um, uh, it's a it's a you grow up a cell line that you will grow in a two millimeter vial that is cryo frozen preserved at minus seventy, and you and those cells they're like two million cells per vial up to like even ten billion cells per vial, and then you grow them in a fermenter in in a media that also contains cow blood or horse blood in some cases not necessarily with the corona. Coronaviruses, you grow them up in large fermenters. So there you have cow viruses. We Some of those vaccines like J&J are grown in aborted fetal tissue cell lines, some called WI38. The one for the COVID vaccines is um, the PER cell line that came from, in 1985. So that cell line's been used in the lab to culture various viruses and study um, disease. And every time you want to grow those viruses, you grow them in the cell line. So they are right in 2015 in that Nature paper that I first discussed on Joshua Phillips' Epoch Times show, April 8th of 2020, right there in the material methods of the paper, it shows um, that the cell line came from Fort Dietrich's USAMRID, U.S. Army Research Institute of Infectious Disease, biosafety level four facility, and it was shipped to Wuhan, China and paid for by Tony Fauci. When in 2015, those types of studies were illegal. So yes, we can march all the way in, since the early 2000s and even as early as 1999, um, which is when the NIH vaccine program was started with the admission by then NIH Director Harold Varmus that when you do xenotransplantation, and I'll break down that word for you in a minute, when you do xenotransplantation, you risk that a dormant virus, that a virus that isn't even noticed by another animal like a dog or a chicken or, or a monkey, um, then transmits in that needle, in that syringe, in that um, heart transplant, uh, um, and and is and then can cause disease, can recombine and new strains and new variants in immune-compromised people. So what is xenotransplantation? Xeno, xeno is the word meaning foreign. I, I, uh, xeno means foreign. Transplantation, anytime you put foreign tissue into another species, that xenotransplantation. So every blood transfusion and every vaccine that is an injection is a xenotransplantation. And, and right there in slides and in our book, and, and as we've been presenting the data over years, right then in 1999, then NIH director Harold Varmus showed or and, and said, We have to be very careful. We recognize the risk of doing xenotransplantation in in patients like HIV AIDS patients, in people like cancer patients. The risk is in the immune compromise that you can create um, literally uh, new strains of deadly viruses. You know, when we do the work in the laboratory the, to understand them as I did in the 90s, the idea was we knew there was a strain of Ebola that called the Reston strain that was not pathogenic. And then we knew that the Ebola strain Zaire was highly pathogenic. So the question is, what is it? What are the sequences in the virus that make it? highly pathogenic. And we we understood what those were by the end of 1999. And, and we understand what they do is they elicit that inflammatory cytokine storm, that IL-6, IL-1, TNF, The what gives you the fever, what gives you the chills, what gives you the headaches. And that's why you know that this vaccine is not a vaccine, this uh, mRNA surrounded by a synthetic lipid nanoparticle. That means it's a Synthetic virus because viruses package in the host cell fat, the RNA of the virus. Otherwise, our immune system would degrade it like a pac-band very quickly. So that's why they had to create. You, you remember from Dr. Malone, who discovered the mRNA vaccine technology, the trick wasn't the mRNA. The trick was the invention was getting a synthetic um, fat particle that wouldn't break down that's stabilized with polyethylene glycol which 70% of America will have an allergic reaction because that is and maybe an anaphylactic a deadly one because that's in a lot of makeup products and other things so you can have allergic reactions if you're exposed so so this technology these these scientific truths have been known um, since the days of HIV AIDS so you can absolutely not only implicate Tony Fauci, but people Tony Fauci has paid, like the Barrick lab, like um, like Ian Lipkin's lab in in Columbia. Um, and and, you know, they they've done this for decades. And and, um, and and we know that the evidence is all there. And that's what um, Dr. Martin's um, dossier shows with respect to Moderna with respect to the people that have the patents. Moderna was not a vaccine company. They were a gene therapy or a chemotherapy company. Um, That is, you engineer cells to produce uh, certain proteins that they can't produce and thereby cure cancers and things. So these gene therapy vectors are the same vectors my colleagues and I have worked with in the lab um, to cure cancer and things for decades. It's when these technologies are used for evil and not good that we have a problem
2: and we're going to get into this um but running up against a break here just real quick we'll quickly answer can this be stopped absolutely okay great <laughs> And we are back with Dr. Judy Mikovits. We are moving into these injections being called vaccines. There's an incessant push to get a needle in every arm. I've never seen anything like it. What are these shots? Why is there this push? We're going to get into that. But first, we went uh, live with Dr. Jane Ruby not too long ago. Uh, we talked about the findings of some Spanish researchers. This graphene oxide material that was confirmed to be in both the Astrazeneca and the Pfizer vaccines. Any truth to that?
3: Uh, Yes, absolutely. I've looked and others have looked and in in those lots, in the lots of vaccines that she showed, um, yes, when you see those electron micrographs, um, you can see absolutely what it is and characterize it by the technologies because of the chain of custody was such that that couldn't have been put in those shots. Um, Yes, there is truth to that. And clinically, you know, this is where we see some of the poison that doesn't make sense if it were an mRNA or the lipid nanoparticle causing the the reactions or the responses. Okay. adverse reactions
2: so the inserts pharmacist whistleblowers have been coming forward the inserts in these things are completely blank the only words on them is this page left intentionally blank we have talked about at nauseam. you go open a bottle of advil you get i mean you have to get out your magnifying glass all of the possible adverse events that could occur from just an advil are listed on this tightly folded up piece of paper that expands to the size of an umbrella um, they're intentionally left blank if Somebody really wanted to know what's in them, because nobody does. What would you tell them? If somebody was considering this inoculation, well, what's in it? What would your answer be?
3: Um, Well, um, my answer would be I wouldn't consider the inoculation, and and I won't at all until we know what's in it. And they're intentionally left blank, in my opinion, because this is a, a large clinical trial. Um, so they're not going to tell you which ones are saline. They're not going to tell you what the adverse reactions, because those 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 data safety sheets, they, they tell you the reactions. They tell you who got fevers, who got chills, which is what's in the manuscripts of the animal trials. So these are, we are the animal trial, and we knew that under the emergency use, which is why they could never legally be mandated, which was what we've been fighting for the last six months, because, you know, that. I I would tell them no, I'm not an experimental animal. You can't coerce me. It's against all laws of of all our constitutional rights um, and the Nuremberg Code. This is what we've been saying. I would tell them no until we see, you know, you're not going to inject a a, a vial of liquid that that could could kill me or my newborn baby. And we'd know that and uh -uh, not happening.
2: Speaking to the clinical trial deal, and I don't know, I'm sure that you're far too busy for this, but at StuPeters.TV, for all of, all of you watching this, there is leaked tapes of a conversation between an inoculation victim who's been diagnosed with Guillain-Barre polio, Uh, Now this has moved into unexplainable tremors. Her neurologist said this is a direct result of the Moderna vaccine. She called Moderna, talked to a spokesperson there who openly admitted in a recorded conversation that we aired at StuPeters.tv that yes, everyone who accepts this inoculation is participating in a trial. Every single person is an experiment. So we don't know what's in them other than graphene oxide and a small amount of MRNA. How do these things work? I mean, is this, an intentional, is this a bioweapon intentionally being released to make people sick and kill them? Is this population control, or am I a conspiracy theorist?
3: Um, no, I mean, it really is a bioweapon that is intentionally, because that's spike protein. And, and again, that's only those lots. You know, uh, remember, this experiment will have different doses, different levels, different combinations of those other things like graphene oxide, different metals, different, um, we, you know, different um, stability of the mRNA, different vectors for the protein in the J and J, the adenovirus, vector, different strains. This is an experiment. So you can get, you know, just, um, you know, one lot having the graphene oxide. You can get several other lots with other things. So, um, and, and um, this you know, the, the, the mRNA or the protein expression, that spike protein is a combination of HIV envelope, meaning the HIV spike protein. XMRV, the mouse gamma retroviruses, that new family of viruses we discovered and isolated with people from, oh, Guillain-Barre, oh, multiple sclerosis, oh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Well, now Tony Fauci calling that long-haul COVID. You know, no, it's the same disease you gave them when you, when you mixed HIV and the XMRVs and the xenotransplantation of a blood supply that was contaminated for 30 years until we discovered that in 2006. Yes, I mean, this is, this is pretty, or 2009, we started doing the work in 2006. And what do these patients get? Oh, the same cytokine storm as COVID. You know, this is, this is weaponized, and, and they know exactly, and they're experimenting on blacks, they're experimenting on the military, they're experimenting on the heavily vaccinated. You know, we knew from the MMR, three RNA viruses, we knew that, in, and this was 2002, we knew that if blacks, um, Hispanics, Native Americans, people of color got, got boys, got the MMR vaccine before they were three years old, they were two to four times more likely to get autism. Well, or a diagnosis of autism. Well, that's not because a virus knows you're a black man any more than HIV knew you were a gay or an IV drug user. A virus knows your immune system, and a virus knows what other pathogens are carrying with it, what other poisons. In the days, thinking about the graphene oxide, in the days of HIV-AIDS, the people that got the sickest were doing the drugs, were, had other co-infections like mycoplasma, mold Um um, the XMRVs is what we found the women what that Tony Fauci called chronic fatigue syndrome instead of myalgic encephalomyelitis was is inflammation of the brain and the spinal cord well, that 's what MS is, and the damage is done the same way by the immune system so,
2: so did, so- did HIV AIDS really have anything to do with homosexual sex?
3: <laughs> no it was that was the first time that Tony fauci and, and the, the politicians decided to experiment on um, a vulnerable community, on a community that perhaps um, they wanted to eliminate in our country, um, and, and that's the LGBTQ community. I mean, for me right now, I'm horrified that the LGTB community would stand up and anybody with an HIV infection or, or um, would, would ever trust them and get another shot.
2: And black people. I mean, we have to remember that African-Americans were the experimental laboratory animals for these people, for Tony Fauci, for these politicians. Joe Biden was there uh, at that time because I think he's been a senator, well, by his count, for 192 years, I think he said the other day, um, from the so-called presidential pulpit. Um, So when when you're talking about eliminating a certain person by experimenting or a group of people— you're talking about then gay people and black people. Now we are looking at this incessant push, constant advertising, YouTube videos, people singing songs, celebrities, the President of the United States, politicians everywhere. It's everywhere. You cannot go anywhere, Dr. Mikovitz, without seeing this push for these jabs. Everybody, they want a needle in every single arm in the world. So everybody is now being targeted as a group of people, like gay people or black people, were being targeted before. Is there any scientific evidence to back this theory that these injections somehow will open you up to connectivity, 5G, the grid, things like this, tracking? Is there any scientific evidence to back those theories?
3: Uh, Yes, because... Um, The the industry has been trying to use these things in order to transmit them um, smaller and smaller, and, and in order to use these technologies to traffic cells, carry cells to different parts of the brain to change behavior using using things like um, um, metals and things that, that even the the graphene um, to to target cells to different parts of the body. So yes, there's a lot of scientific evidence, and we recently showed a paper from Nano Letters the, like um, the ferritin. So that's iron. That's a form of iron, and when five G. Is put on and if a human is exposed to 5g then the hemoglobin the protein that carries um, oxygen through binding to iron through the blood and through the tissues um, the protein changes shape and that and that causes the iron to release into the blood and when iron releases into the blood over 3,000 units it's a danger fate signal and it turns on the same cytokine storm as if it were a viral infection and so there was always a problem with this technology because you couldn't get enough iron to traffic um and 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 have that magnetic effect as as my brother mentioned um you know, uh, I have trouble keeping two pieces of paper sticking to the fa- uh, to the refrigerator. How are we seeing these things stick to people's arms? Well, there was a protein and a genetic technology in an engineering paper that we found in 2019 that showed that if you put the sequences, if you engineered the sequences of this protein in an mRNA and ferritin for the message for ferritin, that's in all of us, in an mRNA, it would collapse like a viral particle and package enough iron to traffic it to the brain so yes the technology exists and um, i mean and it was always intended for good but in one of the papers it's let's control behavior and they were able to control behavior um um, you know literally mesmerize people or whatever get them to behave the way they want them to behave so Um, many by the way in, in in speaking about the um and speaking about the, the medical racism that we just discussed, um, the, the, the attack, I encourage everybody to go to childrenshealthdefense.org and look at a film that was released on March 10th of 2021, and um, and it's called Medical Racism. And you will see every word we're seeing there is as recent as in the 90s, releasing four times the amount of, of MMR. Or, or other vaccines on children, black children in South Central LA, in the middle of LA, experimenting on them. This isn't just Tuskegee. Wow.
2: Uh, you mentioned technology meant for good, weaponized against us in the wrong hands. Same thing with gain of function research. I mean, if you can find a Virus, if you will, that will attack or penetrate a cancer cell and destroy it and blow it up, gain a function. I mean, that that is what these things are meant to do. um, And they've been hijacked as well. Uh, So being the most powerful or the richest man on the face of the planet with nobody else around makes no sense. Being able to control them seems to make more sense because now you've got all of these subservient people. Which is the ultimate goal of authoritarianism, the world, the new world order, the one world order, whatever you want to call it. It's you can give it a fancy name. It means absolute subservience from every global citizen to a particular group of elite people. And that is what's happening here. Um, our military is a great place to do this, because now imagine if you can control the connectivity of an entire military, actually get them to think differently and then turn on their own people to benefit you. That's extremely scary. Why this incessant push to get everybody inoculated? Um, There was a man that was on the show yesterday, brought his child into a vaccine clinic. They were going to jab him regardless of uh, improper informed consent. There was no informed consent. Of course, you can't because we don't know what's in it. Uh, And then he was underage. He was 11 years old. Um, He wasn't registered. There were so many flaws. It was incredible, incredible exposure. Will these people, these evil people continue to push this until they are inoculating in vitro? Where does it stop?
3: Uh, it stops with us. It stops with we, the people, and every single individual. And that's, that's the simple solution. The simple solution to regaining our health for all time is not another inoculation ever until all of this is exposed and every single safety study and efficacy study with every combination of drug with every other vaccine is done. Those take decades. When you announced in my bio about the plant, the botanical combinations with with chemotherapy for cancer, each one of those chemotherapies needs to be tested individually and in combination. We know of people giving the COVID vaccine at the same time as a meningitis shot, or a, or in planning to do it with a flu shot or Prevnar, the pneumonia shot. This will kill more people and so this is this if we call that moratorium and every human being watching this show and every other show says no more I'm I'm going to take back my god-given and constitutionally protected right to breathe the air to not have toxin shot into me and to live in this country as our forefathers um, lost their lives for then then we win and then we can go outside and take those natural products that we know, the type 1 interferons, um, all the, the, the treatments, the cures are all there. We know that. You don't hear of HIV from AIDS and HIV causing AIDS anymore. You don't hear that anymore. There are millions of Americans. Go watch your TV. Prep, you know, pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's a vaccine. I'll take one in a pill. I'll take one in a nasal spray called type 1 interferon, low dose. I'll take hydroxychloroquine, which Tony Fauci himself called a vaccine. So we need to turn this around and first by saying no more. We will not. um, We will not bow down. And when we do, we take back our country and we realize, you know, a love, a lack of um, a a peace and health like we haven't seen in my lifetime.
2: If everybody stops with this phony, uh, disproven PCR test, if everybody stops consenting to any kind of testing, if everybody stops wearing a mask, if everybody refuses this injection, COVID-19, or any injection, any inoculation at all until this is exposed, um, COVID-19, Delta variants, which we're going to get into because we know that they don't exist, uh, this all goes away. Is that what you're saying? Everything. Absolutely. It goes Correct. away completely.
3: Correct. And the people that have already been jabbed and the people we're who are going to talk about
2: been... them in just a minute because we're running up against this hard break. And those are the people. There are a lot of people out here that have jabbers' remorse. Uh, people that are watching this for the first time. They're being floored by something that was sent to them by Dr. David Martin, for example, or they're going to see this, and they're being red-pilled, if you want to call it that. The Great Awakening is happening. People are waking up. They're going to alternative media sources like this one because they want real information. Those people have remorse. People that are around those people are scared of what might be coming more with Dr. Judy Mikovits. In conversations like the one that we are having with the great Dr. Judy Mikovits, it really helps me psychologically because I feel less crazy. Validating all of the things that we've been thinking or feeling, the rumors that we've been hearing, the stuff that you're seeing on alternative media sources, the prints, the patents, you know, Dr. David Martin this, Tony Fauci that. Uh, I mean I've been called crazy and you get called crazy enough, Dr. Judy Mikeovitz. It's you start to almost kind of believe it. You look in the mirror, you pull your hair out, and I think that's part of the psychological approach to this bioweapon uh, that was so necessary to get a herd of people, if you will, hundreds of millions, billions of global citizens to comply with this narrative and be scared, the fear emotion really is becoming successful it's the only emotion that i believe uh that can really move a bunch of people to do things that they would not normally do i'm sure you would agree with that sentiment we want to get right back into this because we only have you for a brief period of time here so let's talk about these inoculations a lot of people having jabbers remorse people are scared they're fearful if they've already been jabbed they're waking up to this also People around them are starting to get nervous because of this shedding phenomenon or this self-spreading vaccine, this transmission, if you will. People are feeling side effects. They're feeling ill, getting headaches, bleeding. Menopausal women are starting their periods again. Uh, uh, Spontaneous abortions, otherwise called uh, 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 miscarriages. These things are happening. I guess spontaneous abortions is not the appropriate term. People are miscarrying. Babies are dying. Um, Any truth to this shedding phenomenon?
3: Yes, and as you said, you don't want to call it shedding because this is a synthetic virus um, and it's smaller than a normal virus. So it's between 30 and 50 nanometers and it's important. It it, it can shed. It can go through the skin. It can go in every cell of the body because of the way it was made. uh, It's not restricted in in the way normal viruses are. So, yes, it can go through your skin. Yes, you can um, cough it on people like a normal virus. Um, yes, there, and and we've seen the patients. I've experienced some of it myself. We have family members with cancer who, when they go get their treatments in the hospital, the, you know the nurses and doctors are all vaccinated. That's that's um, medical malpractice uh, because they, these people these patients are vulnerable and they are transmitting it to them. And we're seeing fluid in the lungs, and and we're seeing people diagnose it. Oh, you got COVID. No, you don't have COVID you got vaccine covid you got v covid because that's what the vaccine was the injection of the spike protein the ex- injection of the disease causing part of the virus and so when, and you can test that you can test that with a pcr that will show you the only thing you get on that pcr is the spike protein if you don't find the rest of the virus the gag or the or the structural proteins of the virus you got it from the vaccine, so do that test for us and we'll know. But the, the good news is you treat it and protect yourself with all the things that you would for the natural infection. And so it's it's not a death sentence, but what we all need to do is take back our immune systems and our own health and, and get our immune systems healthy and strong.
2: So somebody who's been inoculated, they're, quote, fully vaccinated. They've had both Pfizer Uh, They did it, you know, within three weeks of each other, they're going, oh, my God, please, Lord, Savior, save me. This is horrible. I'm going to die. Do they have hope? Can uh, Can they recover from this, number one? And then number two, those of us who are around people who have been jabbed, we're feeling these side effects. Are those permanent? Are we getting sick? Are we getting hooked up to 5G? Are we accepting these things into our DNA, into our bloodstream? Is it a permanent thing, or can we also be fixed?
3: Um, everyone can be fixed. There's there's hope totally because number one, the people you know, if it didn't. If it didn't hurt you immediately, we can pray to God you got the control, the saline in the experiment we talked about earlier. Um, number two, if you have a healthy immune system, it will degrade those particles. We don't know how long they that your cells will manufacture that spike protein, but the healthier you are, the more your type 1 interferon immune system, the more your innate immune system, um, the more you keep your skin Um Healthy, you go out and get vitamin D in the sunshine. Your your own body's immune system, um, our God given immune system, can degrade, um, you know, and can heal us even from this synthetic weaponized virus. So, so that's the that's the great news. The bad news is for the immune compromised um, and and uh, who are exposed, as I just mentioned, in hospitals. This is criminal, um, and it's always been criminal. It's not just the COVID shot you know back the last five years we've seen the the worst flu ever or oh, the nurses and doctors it's criminal to force nurses and doctors to get vaccines if that's that's criminal live attenuated flu shots you know that's that's not protecting them or their patients because it the nosocomial spread is the word for spreading from doctor to patient so what the, what we can do is never wear another mask never get another shot. So remember what what we were told, the vaccinated, the fully vaccinated can take off their masks. So everyone in this country, in this world, hearing my voice, take off the mask. Do not compromise your immune system. Do not make yourself sick. Um, Give yourself all the strength. And then nobody is living in fear or hate Because everybody feels everybody's vaccinated. Do not be fearful. Do not be um, afraid of other people. Don't be angry at them. Don't not touch them. Hug them. You'll get a natural immunity. You'll get an exposure as grandparents used to to chickenpox. So grandparents used to, um, my husband's 83, he's never had shingles. Now we see shingles in, in 10-year-olds because of the failure of the chickenpox vaccine to produce lifelong immunity. So just but to be clear, case, you're saying
2: for unvaccinated people or people who have not, I, I, I keep calling it vaccinated. See, this is the propaganda working here. People who have taken the inoculation and versus people who haven't. The unvaxed are okay being around the vaxxed yeah you might have some side effects you might have the bleeding you might get the headaches the hangover type symptoms you might feel ill but don't distance yourself from your friends from your loved ones intermingle do that scientifically medically you are safe it makes sense to do
3: you are creating immunity to the synthetic you know we can do it to the synthetic virus just like the variant du jour and see that's that's the issue what we what we know and we see is the variants are coming from the, vac- the vaccinated, the inoculated. Where the, the, and, and we know this because it weakens their immune system. You know, it's there is no and prevention of transmission, and we know this from the beginning. Um, you know, the, people are more susceptible. So the, 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 um, the immunity, the immune, people like me, um, yes, I have other lung diseases, but the first thing you do is take off the mask. The second thing you do is keep your immune system strong. If you experience any symptoms, do what you would do um, if you were going to experience – uh, to prevent SARS-CoV-2 infection or influenza infection. Take hydroxychloroquine. Take prophylactically ivermectin. Take um, low-dose interferon sprays. Um, you take N-acetylcysteine. Take healthy glutathione glycine. Um, there's a product called Proimmune, which is a powder of the building blocks of the amino acids, glycine, uh, glutamate, and, and, and L-cysteine, which make up our glutathione. That's your antioxidant. They It's the oxidative stress causing the disease and causing the immune dysfunction in one part. So do all of those things to keep your immune system well. Chicken soup, minerals, quercetin. I mean, I can line up the natural products. They're cannabinoids. We have a cannabinoid balm, a skin cream that you can put from hemp on your skin. To, and that will keep the flame down. That, that endocannabinoid system is the dimmer switch on your immune system. It said, it's okay. It said tells your immune system, it's okay. Turn the fire off. We got this. So we can protect ourselves with natural products, with plants, with botanicals, with healing. But the most powerfully immune suppressive thing there is, is fear and anger. So imagine if tomorrow you walked outside and you never saw another mask then you're not going to look around and say, oh, who's vaccinated? Well, I can, I can confidently say my hydroxychloroquine, my interferon, my, my ivermectin, my supplements that I took in the morning make me immune. So I can confidently say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not only vaccinated, I'm immune. And, and that's that's all we need. And, and, and yes, I may get sick, but I do the same thing. Go to bed, get rest, chicken soup, melatonin um, is a great one. Get good sleep. Turn off the 5G. Do not eat GMO. But vaccines are genetically modified organisms. So is your food. Get real food, real healthy food and, and we'll be well.
2: There have been thousands of questions in my telegram and prior to my suspension on Twitter when I said that I was going to have you here today. The majority of them, tell her to tell us what's going on with these pine needles. I think that there was some rhetoric coming from you about this 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 pine needle tea concoction or whatever. Is that still on the table or is that no? Have you
3: No, I d- I didn't say pine needles. I talked about a 100-year-old synth- a essential medicine, a synthetic drug made by Bayer Monsanto called Suramin. And Suramin is a is a synthetic drug, um, but it's known to stop the expression of retroviruses a viruses and, and this syncytin gene would be turned off your own your own gamma retrovirus so it would stop the syncytin in the spike protein probably the most deadly part of that spike protein next to the ACE2 receptor binding domain so it would turn that off that expression off in and and that would stop things like the premature menopause because this gene is expressed our own gamma retrovirus given by God is what syncytin are fused cells, so they stick together, so you can stop the clotting disorders and things like that with the drug Suramin. Well, you know I'm the most heavily censored person probably um, in the planet, and so the minute I said that, um, and I did it on purpose because Bayer took the drug away. There was a double-blind placebo-controlled study in 2015 in autism based on our retrovirus hypothesis contributing to the disease, and, um, and it worked. And so, um, and Bayer, but Bayer took the drug away from everybody. In, when I did work in cancer and AIDS, when you do a clin- clinical trial that works that well, you stop the trial and give the drug to everybody, everybody. They stopped the trial and took the drug away from anybody, everybody. So just for fun, um, I said it out there on Jason Turka's show and then, then the Academy for the Divine. I said the word sermon. The next day, somebody said put juxtaposed into that conversation, pine needles. Now, and the sermon does not come from pine needles, but there are terpenes. That's a class of chemicals where we get turpentine. You know, that'll that'll stop a lot of toxins and pathogens, but it's also very toxic. Um, so, you know, yes. Um, so all of a sudden, everybody's running everywhere to get turpentine yeah. and sermon and is not, does uh, pine needles, pine needle tea, doesn't come from there, doesn't mean there's not benefit, but I knew that the people at the top that I was talking to were listening. What I wanted to do was make sure that everybody knows, just like ivermectin in the criminal part of our FDA, and that WHO, these are WHO essential medicines. Give it, make them available at pennies to the dollar just like hydroxychloroquine the fraud in the criminal activity goes very very deep very very deep and the fda has been involved in it since hiv aids when and this is the subject of the movie the dallas buyers club all the, the people
2: that local- we grow up being taught are there for us to protect us are the very ones that are trying to kill us they want us dead Right. Um,
3: so, no, so to, no to pine needles. Okay, um,
2: I'm removing yeah. my security detail from the pine trees that I have on my property now. Then I thought they were going to be so valuable. I was going to thought these things were. This is this is my retirement plan. Wow. Uh, these pine needles are going to be so great. Um, so th- let me understand that because I'm I'm a layperson. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. And I'm a people's bullhorn. I'm I'm trying to get answers for for uh, everybody that I walk alongside every day. The heroes, the patriots that want freedom in our country. So this lipid nanoparticle which is composed of toxic graphene we have now found, is the transporter for the mRNA. So that's the, that's the train going down the track, so the truck going down the road. So because it's a nanoparticle, it can go anywhere and essentially into anything. And the mRNA forces the body's billions of cells to produce this toxic spike protein. The spike proteins in the billions are what are causing the disease, the illness, the fatigue, the clots, etc. So what exactly do these other prophylactics or these other treatments that you're talking about, what can they do? In other words, what is the mechanism of action of any of these things um, on these manufactured spikes?
3: Well, they what, the, what the, uh, <clears throat> the mechanism action of the spikes is to cause that inflammatory, um, that, that flame. It's to burn out your own tissues. It's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Um, so what? What these other the ivermectins, the sermon do? So sermon's a very large charged molecule. So it basically just keeps these things, when produced, from touching the cell membrane, from going into the other cells. It's like it zaps it, um, like you might zap a mosquito with it, One of these laser kind of things. There are energy therapies, light therapies. There are a lot of things to break these things down. Ozone. Well, you know, so you can break these things down with ozonated skin on your screen, on your, on your, um, on your skin. So we know the mechanisms of action. That's why I'm so confident that we can end these diseases forever, or these, um, you know, these man-made plagues, um, because we learned that in my last 40 years, starting June 10, 1980. That's I made type one interferons. It was the if you find I happen to have the the magazine, it was the magic bullet for for cancer. Does the the
2: hydroxychloroquine or the ivermectin prophylactically or any of these other things, do they actually reduce the number of spike proteins or their activity?
3: No, what they actually do, they're not directly virucidal. What they do is they, they tell your immune system not to produce them. They gobble them up as soon as they're expressed, as soon as they say, no, we don't need that RNA. So they gobble it up and they package it. It's it what the, what these other therapies are doing are taking different parts of your immune system, like the microglia, the monocyte macrophage, the natural killer cell, the plasma cycloid dendritic cell, and they're weaponizing them. They're putting the full armor, if you will, onto your immune system, which is so compromised with the mitochondria is taking away your energy. So it's allowing all the energy of your immune system to focus on breaking that down so it can't be produced.
2: Got it. So they get, they get gobbled up before they can ever get downstream. So what do you do about the mRNA that's still in the cells telling the body to continue to making, to continue making the spikes? In other words, are okay. there any studies that people can read on the mechanism of action to, to stop this stuff that's already downstream from continuing to happen?
3: Oh, sure. mRNA, anytime you have... Messenger RNA, DNA, DNA outside the nucleus, messenger or any kind of RNA outside the cell membrane, in your fluid, in your interstitial fluid, in your blood, that's a danger signal. That's a pathogen-associated molecular pattern. And there are hundreds of immune responses that gobble that right up. You don't have to worry about that. Now, what you have to worry about is what you just said, mRNA inside the cell. Because that's going to change the regulation, the expression of your genes. We we learned that more than 95% of the messenger RNA that is produced in our cells is regulatory. It changes the expression of your genes. And so that, that has to be dealt with. And, and that's actually, and you can do that. That's a mechanism. One of those decades of um, the epigenetics that I worked on is something called DNA methylation. It's putting a methyl group on, 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 the, on the top of the DNA and say, make no more of that message. So we can stop that message from being made by putting a methyl group. So there's a natural product called dimethylglycine. It's a supplement form. You can buy it. Um, um, Dimethylglycine, S-adenosylmethionine, those are methyl donors. And they're depleted in our world. That's why I mentioned have good minerals, eat good food. But um, just there you can buy dimethylglycine and you can take it, and that'll help restore the balance and stop the production and the, and the dysregulation of your method, of your messenger RNA from wow. your DNA.
2: God bless you. Um, as you know, they're in my ear here. We're up against a hard break. Uh, what did you not get out in about 60 seconds? Is there anything that we left out, he- <clears throat> out here that you wanted to make sure that we addressed today?
3: Oh, Most- absolutely not. The first thing is do n- no more. No more mass, no more shots, no more tests of any kind. And, and, and we'll all live and we'll get our country back.
2: Wonderful. Uh, God bless you for everything. And, and for the book, uh, congratulations on that. I can't imagine what kind of hard work that must be that you have had to endure, sleepless nights. Um, true patriot, and you're very brave. I am really, really hopeful that all of the people that we've talked about today will soon be held accountable. I really do. I, I, this evil is just so widespread and so deep, and this corruption. And if you think about everybody that's pushing these things, who has all been impacted, the corporations behind this, the money, where it comes from, it's just absolutely sick. We know the devil is real because we know the God is, that God is real. Um, and so, obviously, if there are people that worship God, there are people that also worship the devil, and that's who these people are, and they will be defeated because we know how the Bible ends. Um, Dr. Judy Mikovits, thank you so much. God bless you, and we really appreciate your time and being here. Thank you, so And and we are back. Michael, are you there? All
1: right. Yeah, welcome back, to Radio Five G, everybody. Uh, Michael, I'm Nancy Hopkins, and having listened to an hour of the gutsy, amazing, remarkable uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, And uh, we'll, let's give credit to that, that fellow again, um, the interviewer. Stu Peters. Um, Stu. Stu Peters, right, up in Minneapolis, I think he said. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, you can get a bit overwhelmed trying to absorb all of the you know, hard evidence that she brings out, you know, and it just rolls off her tongue because she's lived her life in these fields. She's, you know, 50, as he said five 5-0, 50 peer-reviewed articles, you know, that that she has published in in her career on immunology and, you know, and viruses and what they're made of, how they're spread, how they're not, Um, you know, you listen to all this and... What I absorb most of all, when I'm as I listen to all this, is the spirit of integrity that I hear in her voice and how the whole story just coheres and makes sense for the first time. All the things that, got, that have gotten so many of us confused that are out there, you know, it's like the narrative all pulls together as you're listening to the the expertise and the courage and the integrity that you hear in her voice. At least that's that's what came across to me. You know, Nancy.
0: Well, what I have said forever is, well, not forever, but for a while, is that you can tell how well a person knows a subject by how few words they need to explain it. And she does that. She does that. You know, uh, this is the second time, and I highly recommend that you do that listen to this again uh, everybody, you know, give it a few days but listen to it again because I, even though I was like whoa, this is just amazing, when I first heard it when I listened to it the second time, I got so much more out of it because you already uh-huh. know what the story is what she's going to tell you, she's going to tell you the secrets at the molecular level what's happening, she makes it clear you know, you don't have to worry about these spike proteins, because your immune system, if it's not compromised, can fight it all off. There's not a problem. Yeah, and that, if you've got if you've yeah, got that, the problem with the iron buildup in the blood, and you now what that happens is that, okay, so you've disconnected the iron from the blood. That's why people seemingly couldn't breathe, because they weren't getting yeah. the oxygen attachment to the blood because of the iron. And so as soon as your system, you know, what it makes me feel is the appreciation for my own immune system. So when the immune system feels that there's too much iron in the blood, then it begins to go into a full force. Well, let's see what's happening. And that's when you get the symptoms. You know, they're trying to burn it out. Your system is. I mean, it's just, you probably have to listen to it three or four times to get the full understanding of what she has spent 40 years understanding and she says it so Ryan. well it's like you say it's oh, sorry about that um, yeah amazing story um, the well the creepy thing about it is first off I, yes when I was in the military we had to have these these flu shots and every time I'd get the flu flu shot i would get sick so as an adult i'm going like no if this is good for me why am i getting sick i don't get sick norm you know so i stopped taking any kind of any of that stuff you know in from the age of what 33 or something never took another thing but i also but but i kept giving the dogs and the cats the vaccinations because well that's what you do right Now, why I didn't make the connection to begin with, because I wasn't doing it anti-vaccination. It was, no, I don't think I need this. But I didn't know about my animals. And then I got involved in learning a little bit more about vaccinations because of the autism connection and understanding that these things that they're putting in our arm are full of so much crap that, my God, why would I do that? Why would I do that to my animals? So I stopped having the vaccinations for any of my animals and I found it kind of interesting in that I didn't get one bit of blowback from any of the medical staff any of the veterinarian staff as soon as I said no I'm not giving them the vaccinations they were like One, one woman did say to me because of and I said because I know what's in them and she nodded her head yes
1: a, right, they dare not more than nod their heads uh, So to, so they, it, 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 yeah, it, So
0: yeah. if veterinarians know what's in those things then my supposition is that medical doctors do too
1: Right, well, I don't know I mean, what do you think maybe they don't want to know it's like, okay, I'm getting paid by Big Pharma, you know, through a exactly. long chain of other things and um, and I don't want to awaken my conscience. I don't want to have trouble sleeping. I just want to go, hey, Big Pharma and CDC say this is good. I was trained in medical school now under the CDC Big Pharma guidelines and indoctrination, so hey, this is it. Don't ask me. It's like Well, at this point, because of the urgency of the crisis, it's kind of similar to a clinical trial. Well, that's not kind of. It's, it's what they used to do, testing on animals. Instead, they're testing us. Um, you know, I just think there's probably thousands of doctors out there who bury their heads in the sand, don't want to know, can't afford to awaken their consciences.
0: You know? Exactly. Well, exactly. You know, I mean, it's like Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, is written a book. That uh, subtitle of it is um, uh, "Murder by Medicine" is not a myth. It's called "Lethal Do- uh, Lethal Dosage." and it's the standard ah. of care they've li- she, it was this this just opened up so much of an understanding what happens to these doctors because when she was in medical school and she went to Harvard okay she came out of you know she's, she's a black lady and came out of her community wanting to become a doctor to go back to her community to help them and so she says the most first she said the first thing they said to us was that 50 percent of what we tell you is true fifty percent is not, and we do not know the difference
1: they said we don't know yeah they
0: said that we don't know which one is which you know, so she knew from the get go i mean you know sometimes the the universe have somebody tell you some set tell some but one person something, and then you know it becomes a critical for many many others, but they understand at the university level at least Harvard when she was there that no, we really it's a crapshoot. We really don't know what we're doing. And so if she right. would go can... Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. So she she would go year after year, uh, through her medical thing saying to the to the people in charge, you know, this isn't working for me. You're not teaching me. You you you're giving me you know, and she was very frustrated in the fact that she didn't feel like she could understand. You know, this just didn't it wasn't helping, and so finally they said every year they say, well next year we'll explain it, next year we'll explain it. Then she gets and oh well, when you're an intern, you'll explain it. And she went into a hospital situation, where she actually saw what the problem was, and the problem is, when you've got a doctor, that is treating your symptoms there is what's called the standard of care and it's like a legal document that tells you you've got to do this 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 and if you do all these things then you are not legally liable if it goes wrong so what we're really talking about is in ingrained system where the standard of care does not look at the individual it looks at the symptoms and she that's why she ended up writing that book because she saw she gives I think three cases where she actually saw a person who was overdosed given given too much of one thing and you know and like I mean it's an amazing story but the amount of people that die and from malpractice medicine malpractice is greater than any other disease this is known okay right. so when you put yeah. your hands yourself in the hands of a doctor you're putting yourself into a system that doctor is very limited by what they can do because let's say that the, that somebody says oh my god i think we're seeing a, a bad reaction to something Instead of immediately stopping the treatment to figure out what's happening, they persist in the standard of care, and it kills the patient. It's
2: because right, they don't want covered.
0: the legal ramifications. And it's and and I mean, we know from what we we've, we've learned so much about medicine in the way it's operating, that a lot of doctors were pre- pressured pressured to say, "Well, this is a COVID. This is COVID. This is COVID." When they knew damn well it wasn't. So if you know that you're lying on medical forms and you can justify it somehow to yourself, it's because you're working for a system. You are not an individual free thinker. When you go into medicine, you buy into a system and you think and do what they tell you to do. So we see if we analyze, we take back the onion, layers of onion, we see that the problem is, is that the brain, the mind control. It's already been instilled in our education, in our medicine. They're trying it now in the military. They're, they've done it to the schools from you know kindergarten on up. So the last group of people to be put into a controlled environment are us. Right. Us.
1: Yeah, and this is exactly to me when you're talking about the schools, you know, the military, all of it, that the answer is decentralization. The answer is, you know, sovereignty beginning to manifest, you know, block by block, village by village, town by town. And, you know, when you have got these big, huge systems like the way the universities are set up, the way the military is set up, you know, the top down indoctrination. I mean, that. Whoever that professor at Harvard Medical School was that told the doctor, you mentioned when she was in training there, half of what we're teaching you is true and half of it isn't, and we don't know which is which. I mean, okay, that's, what, 10 years ago when she was in Harvard Medical School? I'll bet you that professor dares to say something like that today in this environment. He is demonized and history He is fired. He is done. You dare not throw the least little shadow of doubt upon, you know, the establishment line in in this environment. And this is what got everybody, you know, I'm not everybody. As we know, there are gutsy doctors stepping out. There are legal teams that are working on protecting our rights. It's they're not going to get away with it. But, you know, it's to me when I think about like, you know, the part of Colorado where I live, right? Um there is decentralization where we are one block at a time, one village, town, county with a good constitutional sheriff opting out of blind obedience and standing on our sovereign rights, you know, that's that's gonna be the turning point. And I'm as you know, Nancy, I'm I am the son of a holistic pediatrician, you know, and back in the seventies in Chicago when my mom and dad were pioneers, you know, in integrative medicine. And, you know, my dad used to kind of roll his eyes and kind of joke and say, it's amazing that I've gotten away with what I do, you know, given how the AMA is now militarizing and they're rooting out and, and enforcement. I mean, he, he's a pediatrician, right? But he also understood about edgy aesthetics, muscle testing, and the body's intuitive knowledge of what it needs and what it doesn't. So, you know, he'd be with a patient and say, hmm, let's see, do you need 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day or 3,000? Well, let's put these capsules in you. Please hold up your right hand. We're going to put these 3,000 milligram tablets in your right hand. Okay, stick your arm out. All right, hold your arm out. Okay, now resist. I'm going to push down on your arm. And, ah, okay, your weak response resistance in your arm muscles when I have 3000, let's try 1000. Ah, okay, you're strong. And, you you know, it's muscle testing, right? And, and and he'd say, AMA would think this is voodoo, you know, but it's actually just trusting the body's intuitive knowing, as it expresses in, you know, educant aesthetics. And, you know, I mean, they, you know, my dad was a he was in a Navy medical corpsman, attached to the Fifth Marine Division on Iwo Jima. He went to Loyola Medical School on the GI Bill. He came up through the system, but really, before it had gotten so you know totally indoctrinated, propagandized by big pharma in the way it is today. And my dad chose to become a pediatrician because he said, "I wanna, I wanna." Get people living healthy from the time they're kids. I don't want some broken down middle-aged guy coming to me, you know, month after month saying, hey, fix me, doc. You still smoking? Yeah. You still drinking? Yeah. You still eating nothing but rich steaks and mashed potatoes? Yeah. But fix me, doc. Fix me. Now, he wanted, you know, to address the cause, holistic, right, which is kind of what we're doing here. You know, I mean, it's not about symptoms. We know what the underlying cause is, and it's energetic, it's vibrational, it's spiritual, it's, um, you know, it's a spiritual war going on, and I've seldom been more encouraged than I have been just by uh, listening to Dr. Judy Mikovits today.
0: Yes, uh, she, you know, she brings in, <clears throat> excuse me, she brings into the picture the, well, look at, the human being is very, very powerful, the immune system. Muscle testing is freaky you go why would that work it works it's been around for hundreds of years probably maybe thousands it works your body now walt will talk in terms of the lower body and he says you know the lower body is got its own its main job is to protect itself keep itself you know healthy and yet we underestimate what that lower body is capable of doing if it was detached from let's say your higher body your metaphysical body let's say there was a detachment well this happens very often when people are about to die you know sometimes days sometimes longer than that the higher self says well i'm not going to stick around for this and leaves and so the you Uh interacting with that person you still think you know it's the same person it's not and he says a lot of times you can see a change in their eyes but the fact is is that even detached from the soul the lower body can keep going and that that is one of those things that um dr mikovich would not have probably really looked at is the the amount of reports that have come in about people being detached from their souls after they get the vaccination that like there's there's some kind of a, a system that's almost blocking that soul connection and uh right
1: well, yeah like the most chilling thing i've heard yeah, yet
0: yeah that 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 kind of um and, and i got it from a number of different sources that you know they were were seeing the same thing people that I, I you know that go out and actually deal with people so we've got that problem but then again maybe maybe once you fix the body everything comes back you know it might just be some kind of a bio electromagnetic chemistry thing that's happening so again I'm, I'm I'm very happy to hear her say that first off the spike things aren't going to hurt us you know when they started talking about that shedding thing, um, and I'm, we listened to quite a few doctors on it, and they were really kind of terrified. I didn't get All any kind. Right. Con- I didn't get any prompting that be afraid. I did not get any of that. So I'm going well. It seems to be true, but I don't. And I'm thinking, is it just because I know I'm not going to confront it, or is it something that is true but not as dangerous as they think? And That's exactly what she's saying, is that a healthy immune system is not going to let these foreign spike proteins even exist in your body. Uh, You know, it goes back to the fact that if you listen to the the doctors, which I, I recommend everybody does, but don't go into a state of fear. Just go into a state of understanding of what they are saying, okay? Because that'll give you the other side of what the crazy people are saying. But when you look at that and you think about it, it's like, my God, every other day there's something that's going to kill us and yet we've been around for thousands of years (laughs) you know we're pretty damn powerful beings, these human bodies they can fight off all sorts of things and they can have spontaneous you know, healings so we don't don't have to be in a state of fear on any level one thing that I wish
1: he had asked her Um, is what she thinks is going to happen. Now, she kept coming back to, hey, you want to stop this? Own your sovereignty, stand in your sovereign rights, stop wearing masks, you know, strengthen your immune system, get in the sunshine, eat good food, you know, demand uh, an end to what's being done. All of which is obviously, that. yeah, that's the answer. That's how we stop it. Now, Stepping back realistically, I like to look You know, at a big picture story guy, okay. The people who are gonna hear that message are in the minority. The more of them, we can turn the corner in the minority. We can turn the corner with a small minority. What is it, 2.5%? We used to think it was five or 10. And I, I'm, I think we're probably there with that critical number. But just when I when I try to prepare I would try to prepare myself mentally and emotionally for what's coming i try to without being a, you know a fearmonger or an alarmist be a voice in my community for our own preparation for what's coming like alright she didn't address what she thinks is likely to happen given how many millions of people have taken the jab and as she said every shot isn't the same there's some are salient solutions some are empty some have this some have that you know They all have a lot of things in common, you know, in in terms of the damage that they're doing. But, you know, we've been talking about, okay, come the fall, flu season kicks back in. They're going to be pushing the Delta variant propaganda. They're going to be telling you that the non-vaccinated people, and they're already saying this in mainstream, the non-vaccinated people are factories for the Delta variant. This is the story that's being pushed now, right, to increase the fear and, and demonization around those of us who choose not to take this poison. So, you know, how many people are going to respond to a message like Dr. Judy Mikovits? More and more, but there will be millions and probably a majority of those who have received the jabs who will not. So just being realistic, trying to look at the big picture, what's the toll going to be? What is the cost going to be? And on a medical level. How many people's, you know, I mean, I know she probably was not willing to go out there and guess, right, on the air. You know, what are the consequences going to be? How many people are we going to lose, you know, um, worldwide?
0: Well, and, I don't think she's a fortune teller, Michael. She's a doctor. But no, I, will, I know.
3: But, but I, will, I will tell yeah. you
0: who is yeah. more of a fortune teller. And that is um, Fulmich, Reiner Fulmich, the lawyer, Dr. Reiner Reiner Fulmich. I have another tape that I was going to play, but I decided with this one because I think it's it's more meaningful and immediate to people. Um, But he gets into a a lot of very interesting uh, concepts concerning the legal situation, but also and the legal situation is, is that it's the PR tests to begin with that those things are all phony that there was no pandemic until the tests came out then all these tests are saying there's all these positives and then they were talking about asymptomatic well you go into a doctor's office and you say and the doctor says what's your symptoms and then you say oh I'm asymptomatic I don't have any the doctor's going to ask you to leave Okay, so this is just stupid. So when you, but but that was dri- driving the fear. And there's people that are asymptomatic, and so they're 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 a threat. You know, everybody's a threat. But what's happening right. is that you've got okay, a lot of medical doctors that um, are coming around, understanding it. Uh, Fauci himself was on in front of the uh, uh, hearing yesterday. And Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, um, took him to lunch. He kept saying to him, you know, did you fund the um, oh, uh, gain-of-function? Did, yeah. did you? Did you? And Fauci was, I mean, he lost it. He was telling, telling the doctor that, you know, he didn't know what he was talking about. And, and you know, he said, and I, I'm going to tell you again, if you lie to a congressional committee it's five years in prison said it to him and still Fauci wow. would not admit that they had funded and this has absolutely been proven that that what well, I mean there's emails there's all sorts of things so you know Fauci is still being touted as wonderful by the other guys but this is coming out in in a He's gonna be he's gonna be the fall guy. So when you start losing the god figure that people have out there, you know they've got T-shirts with Fauci the, uh, looking like the Pope. You know I mean like nutcases. And when they find yeah. out what this man has really been doing and what he's about, well then you're gonna have a change from you know that point. Ooh. And that's it. It can't it can't not happen. You know they're already the mainstream media has got to look at it. And you got the doctors, and especially, you know, the one we just heard who made it simple and gave us the antidote, stop playing their game, you know. Take your chips and leave the game. Don't be bothered with it, because if you leave it, it's gone. It's just enough people. And Fulmich is really interesting in that he, first off, is saying that they have to... uh, in order, in order to make a change, we have to give somebody an alternative. And he said, the alternative from world global control is regionalism. And so, they as, you know, not just lawyers, but as human beings, are looking at massive changes in the way we perceive ourselves. But it goes back, just like you're saying, you know, all government is local. And so, from the top echelon of the, the legal profession that is act they are actually got court cases they've um, won one in Germany and of course the poor judge was you know his computer was taken his phone was taken he was put under all sorts of stress but he had a great criminal lawyer and, and it didn't go very far but that's the kind of stuff they're going to be doing and he said that yes the judicial uh, systems throughout the world are compromised he said, but not everybody is compromised, one, and two, the more that we can get in front of them through the judicial system, the facts through the judicial system, the more other judges are going to try to get off the ship before it sinks. They don't want to be the last person there, so they're going to come over. And he, he says, we, we, we're going to win because we can't not win. We have to win. This is... Yeah. The end game, you know. And when you see people of that stature understanding that it is a, a, a big game, and he's willing to say, you know, we've got, and he's ticking off, you know, the, the judicial system, the uh, political systems, the, the medical system, you know, the me- pharmaceutical, it's ticking off. He said, the one thing that people keep kind of overlooking is the spiritual the spiritual side of life and he said we are becoming more spiritual so I guess this goes back to the thing that you know it got to get really bad before you get really good yeah. it's got to get really bad
1: yeah
0: right and and it is yeah it's
1: the wake-up call it's you know okay you you won't listen to the voice of your own intuition or all of the you know, amazing men and women down the ages who have brought the spiritual truth. Okay, you want to learn the hard way. Here it comes. You know, um, when I I think about this, what you're sharing here about, okay, the judicial system's compromised. The media is compromised. Big Pharma's compromised. How do we win against this? And that all it takes is for the perception to begin to change such that the fence-sitters... The doctors with a conscience, you know, the judges with a conscience who also get scared, get their self-preservation kicking in and going, oh, crap, I might actually have chosen the wrong horse in this race. But I'm not, so totally compromised, I think I might just actually see if I can, maybe I'll just let this case go through. And this goes back to, you know, when, when Dr. Judy was saying here in this program, She said, you know, don't take another jab or anything until all of this has been exposed and people held accountable. And because of my five years in a movement to help create an enforceable new International Court of Human Rights that was legitimate and enforceable, not just some nice, you know, international tribunal that's raising awareness and, you know, calling Bush and Cheney and, you know, Clinton whomever criminals, but an international court that could seize assets and have people put in prison. You know, I spent five years on that, and that, that the question almost came, okay, none of this changes if there isn't accountability, if there isn't consequences, if these people don't get scared, until, you know, as long as they've got impunity, they can just do this and nothing happens, you're not gonna appeal to their consciences, you're not gonna have like all kinds of people, you know, a million people marching in London, Until, you know, the corrupt elite are looking at their billions of dollars being seized and are looking at perp walks in cufflinks, in in, in handcuffs and and ankle bracelets, they're not going to change. You know, so what I'm thinking, okay, accountability, who's going to hold them accountable? What court, what media outlet, you know, what medical association is going to say, I'm sorry, Dr. Pochu, we are... um, your medical license is being taken away. And oh, by the way, um, it's not just that you got embarrassed in front of Rand Paul in Congress. Uh, you committed perjury and um, U.S. Marshals will be taking you to prison. You know, that, I mean, until that is happening. And it's a really encouraging to me to hear what you're saying about this guy, this lawyer, you know, that one by one, people are beginning to... To
0: wake up, get scared for their own reputations and their own freedom uh, and, and, well, and he's start not, to shift. He, he's not just tr- trusting the existing judicial system they are working towards a Nuremberg solution they absolutely understand that you know, yes, right now we're going country by country, but we understand that this is so big and it's, it's such a my word, octopus of Organization that it's likely going to take an international court of the stature of the Nuremberg court, and he points out something else. Um, he said that he had been taught. I can't remember exactly what the reference was, but he, he had been talking to this person, and they had done, uh, you know, tried to. Well, what they, what they, what their conclusion was, was that you have eighty percent of the population are the kind of people that just want to hear what they're supposed to do, keep me safe, keep me fed, keep me basically happy and you know, tell me what to do. 80% of the population is that kind of person. But 20% right. of it is the people who say, "No, what, where, when, I, I want to understand please, I, I, you know, trying to find out things. That those are the people that are aware, that are awake that have a mind that is wanting to learn, wanting to expand in knowledge. He said 20%. He said the people that are doing this crap to us, it's only 2%. I think we can win.
1: Yeah, that's the best news yet to me. You know, when, when I was involved in the movement to found a new International Court of Human Rights, the strategy we adopted, you know, there's something, there's these tribunals out there who, you know, put somebody on trial with no jurisdiction, no enforceability, and it's, you know, like Bush was labeled a a war criminal by some international tribunal. Well, you know, okay, there's no enforceability, nothing's going to happen. So the strategy was to create um, an intergovernmental organization, which the UN is, that's all they are, they're an IGO, not an NGO, non-governmental, intergovernmental. Uh, you know, a League of Nations, There's a number of them, you know, besides the UN, and to just case by case, low level, enforceable, low profile cases to build up a record of, hey, this is according to international norms of 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 trial. Yeah, and I'm not a lawyer. I was a spokesperson. I was taking you know advice and being schooled by international lawyers that building up a record of enforceability of correct jurisdiction fast track enforcement of judgments seizure of assets It's not you know you come out of the gate trying to arrest you know Obama Clinton Bush Cheney whomever uh, you you just and then suddenly you are a part of the accepted international courts and suddenly and you get some nations coming on board your IGO, your intergovernmental organization, saying, yeah, we will agree to abide by the jurisdiction of your court. You going to international norms, right? All good. And then once you've got, you know, a few of those people willing to accept your jurisdiction, then, because, the, you know, the point we would make in interviews, and I was on Kerry Cassidy with this, what, you know, with Project Camelot, where, you know, the question came up, okay, well, you're not going to come in with your court and have your first case be somebody like you know Bush or Cheney or you know whomever. Um, and how can you ever expect to seize assets in the US with a judgment from your court? Well, we don't need to. We can, you know we could actually, not we, such a court, if it had come into existence, could find countries willing to have assets seized belonging to those parties you know, U.S. embassy assets, international um, corporation assets belonging to you know, an individual who had been held accountable. And so all you need is the same principle your friend is talking about here, starting to see, oh, holy crap, they've got 40 different small, non-aligned nations who are not willing to abide by the judgment of that court. This is beginning to look something like Nuremberg, because Nuremberg as you know from being a military person as you I mean, Nuremberg could only happen because the Allies had their armies all over Western Europe you know, I was like, okay history is being told by the winners here and you war criminals are going on trial because we've got our armies all over Western Europe and we don't have the armies to put all over these, you know, cabal countries cabal dominated countries right now
0: it's, it's got to be something else what do you think about well, that? Gonna- the, yes, there has to be military militia us that's that's the key to it is that we have to take over every single local government and when I say us and I say take over the think people that think the people that, are, that, that use common sense they have got to come together and take over the governmental apparatus in every local every regional every state federation Every national that, that is what has to happen. The policing has to come from huma- humanity, and this right, I think—I think—is the think is a spiritual battle. Is right, that? When you say- Go ahead. I'm Give me for
1: thing. I'm just doing the safety thing here with your with the language. You know, when you say take over, we're talking about. You know, sovereign participation, democracy in action. We're not talking about, you know, violent military except where we're protecting innocent life with lethal force is just i I'm talking about,
0: about. politic politics and taking over. Take away from the Republicans or the Democrats, take away from anybody who is not dedicated to a spiritual evolution. The spiritual people, Amen. the people the people that have come into their own being their own understanding and those people are standing up all over the world. I guarantee you that there's probably every school board in the nation will be drastically changed as soon as they get to a point where they can throw those off and bring other people in it's not to say that they won't get similar problems because they don't have the truly spiritual awakened people but when you get spiritually awakened people in charge you have a spiritual revolution and no no my feeling is we're too powerful to wage war we just have to stand up and say Good enough of that
2: yeah,
1: there's, there's,
0: you know, so many more of us than there are of them. 20% so, compared to 2%, I think we can win. Oh, yeah. We can and we
1: will. We are. And because, yeah, we're re-
0: remember, we're talking about 80% of the people want to be told what to do. Okay? And that's the problem, is that the spiritual awakened people, okay, have not been talking to the eighty percent. Why? Well, because the school systems have them, the television has them, the social you know interactions have them. They're con- they're being controlled by enormous forces that seem like you know imp- impossible to overcome. No, no, because all we have to do is the same thing that they want us to do. Look, it. We're not going to explain all of this to you but we're going to show you that this is the better way. Okay? As soon yeah. as you can... I said from the beginning of 5G, you got to give these politicians an excuse to do the right thing. It's the same right. scenario here. We have to be able to get to their minds. And the fact that... Okay, you know, the Biden and crew have openly... come. Now these are weird things. have openly come out and said that they're... In collusion with all of them the social media to get rid of the people that are causing people to die because of misinformation well I guarantee you right. Dr. Judy is on that list she's probably on the top yeah. okay so you've got a situation where the the government came out and said yes we are in collusion with social media and Donald Trump has just put in a uh, a court case to sue the media because of their collusion with the government why in hell would the Biden administration come out like what two weeks later and say yes it's true <laughs> I mean you get right. these weird yeah. these weird things that come out of out of the woodwork you know it's like what in the heck is, are they doing are they insane I mean yes I no, think they're they're, they're not so much just, go ahead yeah it's,
1: I just want to say it's about, you know, normalizing censorship. Just sort of gradually having the innate American rebelliousness against being told what we can think or say. First Amendment, just normalizing censorship and having governments say, Well, of course, in order to keep you safe, people keep you safe, and people are dying because of this min- misinformation on social media. So we're going to hold Facebook accountable. Well, guess what? They've not been holding Facebook accountable. They've been pulling the puppeteer strings on facebook for a very long time and so but it's about normalizing in the public consciousness that it's okay to censor it's okay to repress your free speech because we're protecting you poor children who can't think for yourselves from this propaganda that's just going to overwhelm your poor little minds and cause you to do crazy things like inject you know acid in your veins and this is the, the ludicrousness of the stories you know that that they're throwing at people, so yeah that's that's what that's about We're trying to get Americans to be willing to give up what it means to be an American
0: well I don't think it's good. freedom, you know the constitution it's 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 the way to go, it's proved itself you know the the, yeah. the, the the thing of it is is that okay, I mean, God bless the Cuban people because. After 60 years, they finally, it got too much. And they're in the streets, okay? And they're, they're, again, God bless them, because everybody else in the world is just like, you know, it's in any kind of power. Oh, well, um, yeah, uh, well, you know, uh, they're doing nothing to help them. But we can help them by just from a spiritual battlefield, think in terms of a spiritual battlefield, send them your energetic support. Because every single little country, every little state, every little town that wakes up and says, no, wait a minute, what are we doing here? You know? And people stand up and start taking charge. It's got to come from the grassroots. Because if if we say, da-da-da-da, and then we take over the, the same thing is going to happen that happens all the time greed you know the mm. money thing the fears i mean all of this is going to It ha- the human enough human beings have to, to commit to a spiritual battle and that every single thought you make is adding to that battle why do i do these radio programs we know because i want to influence the collective consciousness of humanity each and every one of you by your thoughts does that the more of us that think in terms of spirituality to get away from the concept of you know fighting this battle and that battle on on, on the 3D thing just think of spiritual awakening coming into the power that human beings were given by God whatever your God source is in your mind you know and like I say we should have been dead a long time ago based on all the stuff they say is going to kill us and in fact right. let's look at the figures again how many people have died in the last two years no more than died in the last 10 years it's always 19 17 19 percent of the population dies because you have changes in the population so you got to look at the percentage 2020 where were all the dead bodies of all these people that you said were going to die where are they okay let's look at the, at the, at the who died Well, the mean average in the United States is 76 age of those who died supposedly from COVID. What is the mean living age of the United States? 73! So what happened? A bunch of old people died. They do it every year.
1: Where are the bodies? We've lost an additional half a million people, and that's false. We have not lost an additional half million Americans. It's not true. You know, CDC's own statistics will tell you. And the excuse they trot out is, oh, well, the masks kept the flu deaths down. The masks kept this down and that down. And so, okay, yeah, that seems like a pretty crude theory. But, you know, when you talk about the gradual awakening. And the signs, you know, looking for the signs. Okay, like I went and booked an Airbnb in Los Angeles about a month ago. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to be in there for a few days, uh, see what kind of place. Oh, okay, I'll go for the West San Fernando Valley. That'll be, you know, away from the crowd. And, then, and so I book it, I send a message to the host, and the host gets back to me with a question, have you been vaccinated, right? And I'm going, oh, geez, you know, so here we go. I'm not even going to be able to book a frickin' Airbnb without running into this pressure. But get this. I get back to the lady, and she says, because if you've been vaccinated, I don't want you in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, yes, I have picked the right Airbnb. Uh, Well done. (laughs) Yeah, so we had a lovely time. Uh, Yeah, so that's happening, you know. I mean, um, and I'm I'm encouraged, you know, it's, um, and unfortunately, it's going to be the impact of the cost of the deaths of the, you know, the injuries, which are mounting daily, that, that, you know, when, God forbid, every, you know, loved one that, that a family loses shortly after a jab, and the anecdotal evidence starts to pile up, the international evidence starts to pile up the ability of the mainstream media to suppress these stories starts to diminish and people start to go holy crap this is insane uh the anti-vaxxers were right oh my god the conspiracy theorists were right again uh you know, <laughs> that gonna take the damn gonna take the lost lives and i it breaks my heart to say it but that's what's happening you know it's it's tragic. people
0: people die people die which as judy just said you know, there are ways of counteracting all this. Okay, it's just, we, we can't, we, we, have to, we have to worry about our own selves, not even our family or our friends. We can't get lost in the losses because it's just, it's not, it's gonna, it's, it's part of drawing drama and part of drawing us, our attention away from just becoming spiritual warriors. And I, I have to point this out, too. You keep seeing the hand of God and everything, uh, you know, seriously, once you begin to look at this as a okay. spiritual battle. And one of the um, more blatant things was that lightning strike that hit the um, Floyd artwork on a building. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, yeah. This is this is just like, what? You know, um Okay, so you got, I don't remember what city it was in, but it's on the side of a building. These uh, George Floyd portraits and paintings, you know, the graffiti came up all over the place. So it's on the side of a building, and it's in the middle between two other uh, graffiti presentations. Okay, so two other things are there. It's in the middle on this wall. And the Doppler radi- radar actually shot, saw the lightning strike, so this isn't just somebody saying, "I think I got hit with lightning," because um, there was somebody that thought saw it happen. I think it was lightning. It hit the the mural, and boom, that part of the building just all the paint, all, everything came off. Okay, just wow. just the George Floyd thing. So you get you know you get these like in your faces, is this who did that? You know, and then. <clears throat> these crazy people from uh, Texas that are Democrats that get on the plane to fly out of, out of Texas so they don't have to vote in a special uh, session of the legislator, le- legislative body of the Texans to at the state level to um, pass this voting law that, that is not Jim Crow it's, it's really better than it was I mean it's just like nuts but they didn't want to vote on it so they tried to filibuster and then they decided 60 of them to get on a plane and fly into Washington DC so they do this so that they don't have to vote well that special session cost a million and a half to set up so they just burnt a million and a half of the Texans uh, money right they're still on salary so they go and they fly in a private plane that I have not heard exactly who paid for that plane private plane and they have selfies In this one plane and as they're taking the selfies you see that nobody in the plane has any masks on so they go they go they go to DC they meet with Harris they meet with congressional people they're all over the place everybody's happy they're being called uh, the new Martin Luther King people you know that this they are the the heroes the Patriots and As of yesterday, I oh I know for sure that there were six people that came down with COVID, were tested for COVID and came positive, and that I heard there was two more yesterday. So I I didn't confirm those, but so you got, you know, do the math. If it's only six, that's six out of sixty. That's ten percent of the people that were. Why you know I mean they they got crap from a lot of people about not being in masks because it's federally mandatory that you wear masks right. on on a regardless of your status of vaccination. But oh we were all vaccinated. Well either you were all vaccinated and somebody lied or you're all vaccinated and the vaccination is failing at 10%. Yeah. You know. So, the- so below. Oh yeah. we got yeah, we got we got to we get got, out of here. We got yeah. a, we got
1: to well um Again, just let's take the hope to our hearts here of what's been shared uh, from Dr. Judy Magavitz. You know, to stand in our sovereignty, hug our loved ones, walk in the sunshine—all these, you know, well-proven, well-documented ways of, of boosting our immune system. Thanks for being with us on Radio 5G, which is a joint project of Cosmic Reality Radio and the uh, Sacred Academy of uh, Geoenergetics. This is Michael Henry Dunn and the one and only Nancy Hopkins saying God bless us, everyone, and we'll see you next time, folks.
0: Thank you for listening. May it be. Oh, let it be.